welcome to the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Hello and welcome to episode 86. I'm Mike Natal and I'm here with my co-host Dan Stenberg and we are here to interview Brandon Pengman about the Elevate Youth Convention. If you want to know more about Brandon, we've got his bio in episode 31, so you can just, you know, go back to the past, take a look, see what that guy's been doing with his life. But hey, we're glad that he's with us today. Welcome, Brandon. It's uh, it's good to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come in here and talk about Elevate Youth Convention. We're super excited to talk about Elevate. So what are the purposes of Elevate Youth Convention? Obviously, we love to pull students into a location that they're not used to being in. It's not home. It is far away from home for a lot of people. And when they come, they get to hear the gospel preached. Yeah, they can hear it at home too, but being in this place is just a little bit different. It's up in the mountains. It's beautiful for the majority of... We do have a few churches in Colorado, but for the majority of people who come to it, it's just a different scenery and a different place, different atmosphere. So why would you say that we do it? Why do we spend money on it? What What's important about this ministry for our denomination? Well, tell you what, I didn't grow up in the Lutheran Brethren, and I still remember my first time going to a synodical event, and it was actually a youth convention. It was one of the nights, and, and the youth convention had teamed up with this synod, and I went to this event, and it was very eye-opening to me. You know, like I just thought, this is a small synod, and... I didn't know very much about them. Well, then all of a sudden, there's students from all over the country. And actually, we actually misspeak when we say that too, because it's not from all over the country. Elevate's a bi-national youth convention. We have kids from all over Canada and the United States who come to this. But my first when I went there, it was awesome because not just were there students there, but they brought in the presidents of Church of the Lutheran Brethren Taiwan, Church of the Lutheran Brethren Chad, and Church of the Lutheran Brethren Cameroon. But it basically is one of those events where we pull in people from all over the United States and Canada. And I think it's kind of eye-opening for our students because they get to see students from other parts of the country and the world. And we're not some small synod, but we have brothers and sisters spread out. It's encouraging to me that our synod has these opportunities, these times that we can get together and see all these different people from all these different countries and just see some of the, the broader scope, the bigger picture of what our denomination is doing and, and who we are as the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. And it's encouraging to see how the denomination is investing in our youth as well. I'm a big fan of Elevate. I think it's a fantastic thing. And I just really appreciate that it's something that we as a synod and as a denomination do and participate in. Brandon, why should a youth leader or pastor or parent listen? to this podcast bring their youth to Elevate? I think they should bring them for kind of what I said in the intro or the first question was, it's a getaway. It's not part of the norm. There's an aspect of what Elevate does is that, and I believe this, is that each kid gets kind of wowed. You know, you are up in these mountains and even though you're surrounded by other youth, it's you and God, man. It's a different atmosphere. Imagine taking kids from Brooklyn or Long Island where you see all these big buildings and you see people and trains, you have all this different stuff. And then we put you up in the mountains and you get to see the stars shine. The stars are bright. And and then on top of that, I mean, that's just, that's kind of a, something you see, but then like even for this youth convention, we have eight different main speakers. We bring speakers in from all over the country to speak to our students about what God wants for them in their lives, how God wants to convict them of sin and reveal his grace to them, how he wants to grow them in their faith. And 
we put a lot of time and energy into making sure that when the students come, that we're speaking to things that aren't superficial, but that are deep and meaningful and, and maybe sometimes even hard for some of the youth workers or youth pastors to speak about. So when they come, our goal is for them to have a week where A, they enjoy it, but B, we want them to leave thinking, man, that was, I don't want to use the word intense, but like, that's what I hope for. Like, I hope for them to have a intense moment where they have to think about the way the gospel is being presented for their everyday life. I know as a youth leader that has brought youth to Elevate on more than one occasion, it's always been a, a blessing for our youth to be able to get together as well. And that bonding experience, like you said, it's kind of like this mountaintop experience, but there's something about going through that with other people and the unity and, and just the, the relationship that begins to develop there. Having the youth leader present through all of it, they're not with counselors or those kinds of things, but just having an opportunity for youth to be able to be with their youth leaders and going through these challenging and different experiences is just a very healthy and, and important thing, I believe, in the life of a, of a youth and in the life of a youth group. We didn't do it at the last youth convention, but every time the, the kids leave and the youth leaders leave, we give them an evaluation form. The only time we didn't do it is maybe the last one. But in this, they tell us what they think about camp and how we can improve it. And we've gotten to a point where we try to accomplish a number of different things. A, we want you to interact with kids from other parts of the country. B, we want you to still do stuff with your own youth group. C, we want your youth leader, youth pastor to truly be there and experience what your experience with them. Because that's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest takeaways. Like, man, I watched God work in this student of mine. So there's a number of different things that we try really hard to incorporate when we're there. But a lot of the stuff that we're incorporating comes from people who are actually working with the students or with the students. And I'm glad that you bring some of that up too, because another thing that we really try to accomplish at Elevate is the education of our youth leaders. So we try to invest in them. We have like our youth leader lunch. We give them resources. We have some of those things where we're trying to help them and encourage them as well. So it's not just intended to be an encouraging time for the youth, but also an encouraging time and uplifting time and investing time in uh, the youth leaders that are serving our denomination. Yeah. We usually spend around $10,000 to buy resources for youth workers when they come in. So, yeah. and when we do that, we call up these publishers and we ask for bulk rate discounts. We'll call authors and, and see what they can do for us. But we train between 125 and 150 youth workers, parents, chaperones, those people who, who are bringing the kids, almost all of them come out to these training sessions. And we do about six of them. We have somebody present on issues that, how do I teach law gospel? How do I avoid burnout? How do I get seniors? Listen to this one. If you're listening to this podcast today, maybe there should be a podcast just on this, but how do I get my seniors to actually go through youth group for all of high school? Those are the things that we're trying to teach them because if we're going to be honest, a lot of our seniors kind of, we lose them. It's towards the end of their youth group days. So we really try to help the person working with youth get sharpened while they're there. And yeah. you don't have to buy a ticket, another airplane ticket to someplace and spend all the additional money. It's all built in right there. Yeah, I love that you guys are not only investing in the student that is coming, but also the leaders that are coming as well. You want to equip both of them so that on the way home or after they get back and they're starting to go back into the daily grind, they have those resources in order to use, in order to further what they learned at Elevate so that they can continue on that process. So I love the idea of it being, you know, a mountaintop experience, literally, because it's on the top of a mountain in Estes Park. But also once they come down, 
they also have the resources at their fingertips in order to use to kind of further, dare I say, elevate their experience with this entire situation. So I think that that's great. Another unique thing that we have just within this recording is that both Brandon and Daniel are both involved in the Elevate Youth Convention. And so I'm going to ask this next question, but maybe, Daniel, if you'd like, you could answer a portion of this question also. So here's a question. It says, how did you get involved in Elevate and what's involved in your current role overseeing the convention? So obviously, Brandon, like with your part, what's your role being like the overseer of it? But then, Daniel, I'd love to hear your experience, too, as being a person who's part of the convention as well, planning. So I got involved with it because I went to the convention in 2009 and I just said, hey, I'd love to be one of your helpers, you know, because there's a way I can help. Let me know. So and then about six months later, I was asked to lead the whole thing. But part of what I do is, A, Elevate has grown quite a bit. I think when I first came in, we had around 200 and now we're probably around over 500 to 600, but we need more people to help plan it. So part of what I've done is I've expanded the board because I can't do it. I don't have all the best ideas. I mean, most of them, just kidding. Um, we, it, it takes, You like that one, Daniel? It takes a number of us to come together now and do this. So a big portion of what I do is I gather different people from around the Senate and try to unleash them on this. People who are passionate about doing youth ministry and who care about having kids impacted. And we don't want the same thing year after year. We want something that pops and something that's different. So we're always changing and tweaking stuff. And probably how Daniel got on there. I got on there because I was serving a church up in Canada and I was the Canadian representative on the board. Again, this is a by national. I don't know how you say that. There's more than one nation involved, Canada, and then the states are both coming to this thing. And so wisely, they were looking for input from the Canadians. I'm not Canadian, whatever. It's weird. It is a thing. I was there. So I was doing it. And I came down and it was good. You know, it was great to have that investment. I think the reason that I've stuck around, obviously I'm not in Canada anymore, is because whenever Brandon didn't like someone's idea, he would just say, hey, Dan, what do you think about that? And then I got to be the guy that was like, yeah, that's not a good plan. Like, we shouldn't do that. And so Brandon was like, I like not being the bad guy. I'm just going to ask Dan if he wants to be on this board from now on. So, so I think that's kind of the role that I've played. I'm just kidding. But it's been... No, that's, that's, that's some truth in that. <laughs> there, there is some truth there's in that. There's some truth in that. It's true. It's true. But no, it's... I think now, though, when people hear me say, hey, Daniel, what do you think about that? They all know. They, <laughs> oh, the head drops down. Like, dang, I'm about to go before the firing range, you know? So. No, no, but it's been good. I've really enjoyed being able to be a part of it and, and having that be an opportunity to invest in our youth and in our denomination. And it's fun to be in that room and to have all these different voices from all these different areas and all these different walks of life in different parts of the country expressing where their youth are at and where their areas are at and how can we meet the different needs that we see from all over our country and not just one demographic. How can we do these things? It's been encouraging to see those groups uh, get together and to be able to be in the room, you know, seeing that happen. So it's been a blessing to be part of the convention and, and part of Elevate. So obviously, I've been to these things in, in the past, but Brandon, if you could just give those of us who haven't been just a brief idea of what takes place at Elevate. Yeah, you know, we try to have a good mix of, like I said a little bit ago, doing stuff with your youth group, interacting with other people. And when we get you into one of the rooms, we really want to have a great time with you guys. So I mean, even from the time you walk the door, I think there's people high-fiving you at the doors. We have great MCs who really want to enhance the experience. So we realize that it takes 15, 20 minutes to get people into the building. And when people are walking in, 
Like we just don't want dead time. So we're trying our best to have fun with you guys, to enjoy our time together. We also bring in wonderful people to lead us in worship. You know, we that's very important to us. And and I think one of the biggest things we do is we try really hard to bring in speakers who love God's word and love seeing it be thrown at, be spoken to, imparted in youth in their hearts, man. I mean, if people were say, what's the best thing you do or What's the, the best thing that happens at youth convention? Come and watch them, man. Come watch the chains fall off and, and the freedom they get to have as they walk around camp and the gospel that gets preached. You know, one of the, I think it was the last youth convention, you know, we had Troy and Dave Viam were the main speakers, which is one of the changes we're doing for this one. We went from two to eight just so we can make sure we have more variety for students. But one of them was just talking about, man, I didn't, I didn't know that the kids would want to hang out with me when I get there or like when we're there. Like I just thought, and this is what they said. I just kind of thought I was a speaker. One of these kids caught one of our speakers in a hallway and was telling them how their message meant a lot to them and the kids crying. They have a tough life going on at home. And, and this is it, man. This is what we do. We pull you out of, of situations that aren't the best and we feed you a whole lot of God's word mm-hmm. by people who really want to bring you God's word. And that, that again, let me go back to, let me say one more time. I think that's the reason why we switched from two speakers to eight, because we want each message to speak loudly and, and effectively, you know, not being tired. And, but then we still ask all eight speakers to be there the whole week because there's 500 students who were there who probably want to talk to you at some point. Those are some of the greatest elements of convention. We also have just some of the other fun things like dodgeball and these different places and hikes and stuff that you can go on. And there's a volleyball tournament. There's all these different elements. Yeah. Uh, the the cafeteria is big and it was awesome to be able to like sit down and, and mix with all these different youth groups and stuff. There's all these opportunities to like get together. There's so many things that go on at the convention. And I, I forget about those things because I think about how we do the production side of it, but I forget about... Yeah the mini golf and the mountain climbing and the horsebacking and the fishing in the, in the little river, the streams that go through and where you can go fishing for trout. And I mean, there's all these things, the number of things that you can do, there's indoor swimming. There's so many things that you can do when you bring your kids there that it's just a great time for them. So what advice would you have for leaders who want to go, but maybe concerned that this is too far away or too much money? What suggestions do you have for overcoming those barriers? I wish because there are certain churches that we have not gotten to come and it's just a little bit harder for us. There's been times when I've called and tried to give tickets away because I really believe in what we do to where if we can just get you there one time, if we can get you there or just come with two kids, you know, we say that just bring two kids, just bring two. Cause we know if you bring two, it's like almost like going to, it's almost like going in and out. You go once, you're going to want to go again. It's, it's just good. So here it is, you know, if we can get you to come, we know that, that you'll have a good time once you get there. So what advice do I have? It is this. Come and see. Come and see. You know, like give it a chance. Uh, and we always see obstacles when we are planning or when we're working. And it's hard too because I don't want it to take away from any of our other regional camps. You know, we have three great regional camps. I've been to all three of them. I've watched my kids, my youth group kids be a part of all of them. And I like all three of them. We're just different in that this is, like we talked about earlier, a synodical event. And in that, they get to experience a little bit more. Different, I should say, too. Not always more, just different. And so it's a struggle to raise money for two different camps. It's a struggle to 
ask churches for that. But you know what? A lot of times we see churches love it. They love seeing their kids come back. It's one more tool in your toolbox to help you grow your students in their faith. Our aim is to do that and do that with you in connection with you so that you're experiencing what they experience. Yep. So Brandon, I know that the pandemic has affected multiple things. I know that it's affected the youth convention. Can you talk about how it's impacted your planning processes? It is still being brought up. We have questions that are still geared towards COVID now. So people like to say, oh man, you canceled the youth convention. And I'm always like, no, we didn't cancel anything. We postponed (laughs) it because I'm still excited about like, let me tell you the hardest part about planning youth convention is not seeing the fruits of your your labor. So we usually plan this and it takes about a year and a half, a year to a year and a half to do it. And now we've had an extended period of time of planning it. And I am missing out on, and I can't wait to see the students impacted by God's word, impacted by the fellowship and everything else. But so when it comes to the planning process, we have some tricks up our sleeve and maybe I'll tell you what that is in a minute, but, um, we're still planning it and we still want to take away every COVID excuse we have. So not that it's an excuse, but like there's different COVID hurdles. So when people bring them to us, some of them we don't even think about because we live in different parts of the country. Like in Iowa, we closed down for, I think, four weeks for COVID. Maybe it was three weeks. Maybe it was five weeks. I don't know. And then people are back to doing everything normal. I mean, I don't see very many people wearing masks. So I'm just saying that we all experience this differently. And we want to be sensitive to other people. And that's why we have people on our committee who live on the East Coast and Canada and the West Coast. And and we plan together because we experience stuff differently. And just recently, someone said, what happens if someone gets sick while they're at camp? And I was like, it's probably not if, right? Maybe it's when. So we have extra rooms. We're going to keep extra rooms available so that we can isolate students. You know, we want to do everything we can when it comes to planning for COVID and for any parent out there or youth pastor or anything like that, if you have any COVID related questions, you might have questions that we haven't thought about and we just ask you to bring them to us. Brandon, if people have questions, how can they reach you? Yeah. If anyone has any questions, they can reach out to myself or Mark Johansson. My email is brandonspangman at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me through the Synod. You can get a hold of me through the Facebook page. I think there's a way you can contact us through the Elevate Youth Convention website. There's a number of different ways for you to get a hold of us. And we, and I mean this, we want to win you over. We don't want any kids not to come to camp. So when anyone has a question, we try to jump on it as quickly as we can. So we help churches. Like we don't actually get kids to camp. That's part of what you do. But we'll have people who have asked us, hey, what happens if a kid gets sick on our bus? Because maybe it's the first time that they're going on a trip. Have a little minivan behind you guy that follows. Be ready for whatever it could be. But we also want to help you. So like we try to help people come up with other things and like solutions. And knowing how many other churches go to this year in, year out, there's already a lot of answers out there. It's just you ask them and one of our wonderful ministry leaders from a different church probably has faced that and they'll be ready to answer the question. So I know one of the questions that gets thrown around fairly often is how do we fundraise? How can we get the kids there? Because there is an expenditure that comes from it between bus travel and the convention itself. Brandon, do you have any input in ways of fundraising that maybe you could share any unique things that you've heard from churches in the past that they've done? 
Yeah, but again, I think that all depends on where you live. For example, we live in the Midwest and we have these gas stations called Quick Stars or Quick Trips. They're both the same thing. It all depends on what state you live in. Is We do a fundraiser through them that if we sell their gift cards, we get 10%. And we've been doing that for like two years. So we look at that and say, well, that's outside money, meaning we're not asking our people for anything. They probably go to this gas station anyway, so they buy the cars. But you know who's really good at this stuff too is Mark Johansson. And he actually had a forum on that. I believe, and I haven't been there in a, in a little bit. At one time, we had a, a drop down on our Elevate page that even talked about fundraisers. So I know there's a forum for that. We try our best to help people get there. And the best way to get your kids to come, remember, this is a synodical event, meaning that when you pitch it to your church and you say, we want to take kids to the synodical youth convention, people will give towards that. People love the Church of the Lutheran Brethren, and to see their students get involved in that, they'll be generous givers towards that. That's a couple of things I would say. Do you have any advice for a group that is thinking about going for the first time? How do they get ready for something like this? Yeah, I'll give you some advice. A, it's not hard to plan. It's more of a mental hurdle. So A, get over the mental hurdle and do it. A lot of people in life always say, I'm going to do that next time. And they don't do that. So A, say, hey, I want to get over this mental hurdle. B, there's other people around who probably feel the same way you do. So the best thing you can do is team up with others. Every time you team up with other people, it always makes your trip cheaper. So when you can pool and get more students, Let's say you live on the East Coast and you want to come and you're going to fly there, right? Well, if you get a, the right a number of students and you want to fly, you can get group rates way better than you can than buying individual tickets. So team up with other people. The third thing I say to people, like for people who are new and just thinking about it, start small. Bring five people, bring gestures, juniors and seniors. And D, once they actually commit to C, which is, okay, we're going to start small. Then I start being like, hey, you know what you should really do? is bring your freshmen and sophomores also <laughs> because and then and then we then we go on to even younger because once you come you'll want to come back with your kids you'll have the I wish I would have yep. I wish I would have done this sooner I wish I would have brought more kids I wish I would have brought more of my chaperones because we strive and I mean that strive to bring you a camp experience where you get to take your kids out they get to hear the gospel where they get to see other students who struggle in life and we haven't even touched on small group sessions. We do a ton of things for these students because we want them to grow in their relationship each and every time they come to Estes Park. Super. Thank you so much, Brandon. You were an amazing guest. If people would like to hear more or find out more information about Elevate, you can visit them at their website, which is Elevate yc.org. So that's all one word, elevateyc.org. And I was just perusing that as you were finishing answering up all the questions. There is an actual thing on there about fundraising ideas. There's registration and costs on there that you can find. There's also information about speakers. It looks like everything is there at that elevate yc.org website. So you guys did a fantastic job having that ready to go for people. Any other information that you'd like to hear from them, you can reach out to Brandon or you can reach out to Mark Johansson as well. They would be happy to get you hooked up or even to just talk to you about sending more people to the youth convention. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and we would love it if you shared this podcast with a friend or a colleague. We thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next time. Catch you later. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. We welcome your questions and comments. 
email us at podcast at clbforge.org.